Hi. Hi. Just so you know, I'm walking through Central Park right now. Anyway, so we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this was a busy week. Where do you want to start? Let's start with Pose, as usual. Okay. I just finished the episode, and I cried a lot. I watched the episode live, but I did cry. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, just like a general blanket statement about it, here's to Ryan Murphy for putting out a Christmas episode in June. Brave! Especially him being like, oh, it's Pride Month? Christmas episode. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also as they're like third episode ever mid-june they're like ha surprise i think i've said this every week i'm still nervous that it's gonna like not be as good as it is because the way that they marketed it before they visually started marketing the show was very much just like here's an informational drama about like what it was like to be like trans in the 80s in the vogue scene and it doesn't stop being like informational and interesting like i have to take back what i said when we talked about the first episode I'm starting to really get into the whole Evan Peters India stuff. I did <laughs> fall asleep a little bit during the James Vanderbeek and Kate Mara scene. That was a little bit, I was like, come on, I don't care about this. But I thought and, it w- was interesting, but I didn't care. Evan and Angel, though, I am really into. Did you see, what's her face? Orange is the New Black. Um, Laverne Cox. What's her name? Yeah, Laverne did you Cox. see her tweet about the episode? No. She tweeted something and it was along the lines of like, I've been in that situation before. And what Angel doesn't realize is that you never get holidays. You maybe get the day before or the day after. And then her like boyfriend husband was like, you're my holiday girl. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. Oh, my God. oh I love that. I was really, I, I'm really excited about because I have been like, oh, wow, I wonder if this show is like only being watched by Ryan Murphy people or if like the trans community is also watching it. And so that also for me was like, oh, OK, great. It has like the trans community's stamp of approval. Yeah. Speaking of computers, <laughs> the like crazy little one second thing of him being like, yeah, I had this like crazy idea that when they film in Trump Tower buildings, Trump should have a cameo. Ugh. I'm really curious as to what they end up doing with all of that. Me too. I also like that they're not shying away from it at all. Because Trump, I mean, was a big thing in the 80s. True. It's very realistic, I guess is what I'm saying. I have a theory that they're going to bring Trump on and Emma Roberts is going to play. <laughs> Emma Roberts is going to play Ivanka Trump. Or I guess Ivana Trump in that year. She's going to play who? Ivana Trump. Oh, that would... I the mean... <laughs> or... How about this? Emma Roberts plays Marla Maples, and she and Angel become friends because they're both mistresses. <laughs> they spend Christmas what? together. I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, I see. She was Trump's first mistress. Oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> that would be very good. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, the my Red God. Eels. Okay, so I knew that was coming from the beginning oh, yeah. when she like told the sad story. I was like, oh, and of course, the episode's going to end with her getting those shoes. And then even still, when it happened, I had to lie down. First of all, when she started the monologue, she did that one of our favorite things where it's like a monologue where she's like, yeah. when I was 16... <laughs> Even then, towards the end of the episode, I had forgotten about it. And then when she was like, oh, here, this is for you. I was like, oh, it's red juice. And when she pulled him out of the box, I was still like, oh, this is awful. Also, all of the acting in that last scene was so good. Especially the main guy's boyfriend when he opened the watch. Hadn't expected to get a present. That also got me. I just got chills thinking about it. However, I think the strongest acting choice anybody has maybe ever made, ever, is the choice to open the present with a fork. That was 
also like I've never related to anyone more. She did it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, and yeah, then the boy sure." Goes, oh, with the fork. <laughs> I don't like that guy. I I don't trust you him. You don't the main guy? Oh no, 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 the other guy, the one that's like he's like oh, selling drugs. Poppy. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't that trust him. That makes sense because one of my notes was, "I think I am Poppy." <laughs> When did that when come MJ, up? When MJ's like, everyone tell me what you want for Christmas. And he's like, I want those Converse that have the snakes on them. And I was like, me too. And then when they're all trying to like learn the dance and he's wearing sweatpants under track shorts and he's like barely trying. But I will say, also very relatable. My favorite scene of the episode was them stealing the Salvation Army money to oh. come home. <laughs> yeah. And then the fact that immediately she was like, yeah, 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 you're all going to get gifts with it. And then she just snatches the money and goes to the hospital instead. The cinematography for all of that was so oh, yeah. Ryan Murphy, but it was the best. It was like the best part the, of like, Ryan Murphy. The glee zooms. Yeah. I think my favorite shots of this season are from the opening, like the prologue of the season. And from this, when it's just yeah. her running and the camera is like very low and it looks very funny for it some reason. Like a Betty Hill thing. Yeah. And listen, I love her so much, but you can also tell that she's not like booking it. Like she's not actually running. She's running at the speed of the camera. And I was like, this is, looks so funny. <laughs> and I love it. The show is starting to show that it can balance comedy with drama yeah, really well especially with the absolutely shocking cameo this week from christine Ebersole. <laughs> i can't believe she's the I only know. ally when so, they were uh, talking about the game of life and she was like and if there's one where you start to like pee your pants every time i was like what is happening i hope that she's in the show more because she was only in maybe 20 seconds but i but i'm yeah, pretty sure like, it was her and then at the end, it was like guest starring Christine Eversall. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Speaking of the credits, this is the first episode of television ever written by two trans women. Um, oh, nice. By love of my life, Janet Mock, and the woman who stole my name, Our Lady J. That's really nice, especially for like what this episode yeah, covered. It was That's sort of nice. clear that it had that perspective because I was thinking while I was watching it, I've never really seen something that really accurately represents the sort of trauma of like having to do the holidays or traditions when you're like uh -huh. a queer person who doesn't who has like a chosen family instead of a birth family and yeah. how like holidays often can be very triggering for queer people who got kicked out of their homes yeah okay so i think the thing with pose that makes me really like it it has yet to surprise me plot wise like nothing's happened where i'm like oh my god i didn't see that at all everything's pretty projectable but it's so well done that i don't care and when i noticed that was a scene where angel is like getting the apartment ready for evan peters to come over and it's a montage and she like slowly realizes that he's never coming and it, it's maybe 30 seconds long but at the beginning of the montage i was like yeah. oh he's not coming it reminded me of one of my um, favorite movie scenes of all time in bridesmaids where she makes the cupcake and then eats it and it's so yep. devastating i was like wow i also really love how they burned oh, the turkey also, where did you get yeah. a turkey? Yeah. And also, I was surprised that they threw out the window because if I burned the turkey, I would still find a way to eat it. The turkey's expensive. Also, question about the Vogue scene. Do you get money if I you don't win? I don't think so. Because remember the first episode, MJ's like, the rest of the week, I'm a nail salon, you know? Oh, right. She does work at the nail salon. That's right. I was like, do they melt down their plastic trophies to, like, get money? 
it was mainly with that dinner because I was like, how did you afford an entire Christmas dinner and then nixed it and went out Right, and then they're like, and we all pitched in and got you this small necklace. Oh, that really got me. That just made me confused about how much money they have. Especially the main guy. Because in my perspective, he has no money at all. Also, how is he paying for this school? He's not. Remember, they let him in for free. Uh, Speaking of which, I think there should be a three strikes policy for attendance violations, personally. And that seemed like Uh it was his first strike, and I thought the teacher overreacted. Actually, I like what she said a lot when she was like, I have three ways of teaching, like nurturing, whatever, and embarrassment, or whatever it was. And I was like, oh yeah, he definitely needed that. So I was like, I completely understand. However, this is what, his third day of class? Hi, it's Jay while editing the episode. At this point in the recording, there's like a weird, really high-pitched noise that drowns out like a full minute of conversation where we're talking about how our favorite part of the episode was when Billy Porter and the dance teacher were on the AIDS ward visiting Billy's boyfriend and the dance kid. Really loved all of that. I didn't think that it was going to come this early. I think a couple weeks ago, I was like, I can't wait for them to do season two with the like with yeah. the AIDS crisis. It was kind of just enough where it like packed a punch, but it didn't turn everything into that. And I loved the scene where Billy was like, why don't they know? And what are you going to do when you're gone? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, this is it. Like, I'm trying to make an yeah, name for myself. Yeah, and when he was like, what's the use of getting attached to anyone? Woof. I'm going to be real upset if she ends up dying Me at some point too especially if she dies and then they carry on the house in her memory that would just if they change the name to like the house of whatever her name is yeah what is her name mj sure <laughs> i have genuinely also, no idea which i didn't know linda evangelista was a real person until this show yeah the only really? time i had ever heard of linda evangelista was in that like um you're perfect you're amazing you look like linda evangelista thing from drag race <laughs> Which is very and weird I for you. Really was like, oh, she must be just like a famous drag queen or something. And then when they explained who she was in the first episode, I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> also, favorite look of the episode was the like red jacket that Billy made MJ. Yeah. And then she didn't walk in it, and I was like, wait, I'm I'm confused. Were you just well, wearing this for she fun? Sort of wearing it everywhere. I mean, I would too. When she, honestly, like, showed up in it the next day. I was like, you know what? That is fair. Oh, my favorite line of the episode was when the boy was like, I hate you. And MJ was like, well, go hate me in your room. And he was like, okay. And then he left. I thought that was very funny. Also, he should have been home earlier. I do think that he was unfairly reprimanded, not in class, but MJ should not have been mad at him. I agree. She should have been like, let's schedule rehearsal around your class. Or like, let's figure this out so that it's easy to work with both. Not, let's put both of these things directly up against each other. But otherwise, I really loved the episode. I think it's slowly becoming my favorite. Actually, it might be my favorite show that's on right now. We'll see if anything in the fall, like, really does it. My hope for this is that it doesn't stay a summer show. But he has, like, five other shows in the fall. So, like, I right. I don't know. So, we have other stuff to talk about. Can we talk about Amelda first? Amelda. Or Amalda. Amanda. Amanda. Amelda Marcos? <laughs> I have been listening to Your Lies Love a lot recently. They yeah. came out. It was yeah, an article, right? Yeah, it was an interview right? with King Princess, where King Princess was interviewing them, which I thought was cool because that's two genderqueer people just having a chat, which is fun. But here's what I have to say. I'm kind of done with Amalda. <laughs> Am- Amandla. Amandla. <laughs> the L is too close to the D. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm done with Amal Clue. <laughs> We've been talking about them for so long that I'm just kind of like, oh, you came out? Great. <laughs> 
I mean, more power to them. I'm super proud, but we've literally been talking about them for oh, yeah. a year. Well, I mean, so they were like bi slash queer for a while. And then they just now were like, no, I am gay. And people got mad on Twitter. Did you see this? People were like, no. if you're excited that Amanda came out or sorry, that Amalda came out as <laughs> came out as gay, then that means you like are biphobic and you like hate all bi women. And people were like, no, maybe I'm just happy that someone has figured out their sexuality. People were like jumping yeah. down people's throats and being like, well, why weren't you happy when they came out as bi? And people were like, I was. I'm just happy that like there is more representation of people with variant sexualities in the media and it was like this big dramatic thing on twitter that i was sort of annoyed so i was like you're taking away like this cool moment of a famous teen being like i'm genderqueer and i'm gay okay what i have to say about that is you saying not you but like (laughs) but like someone saying i'm mad at you because you are celebrating the fact that uh, that um, uh, uh amanda came out as gay but you weren't when they were by is literally putting a man yeah. down saying that like them coming out now is not valid and calling Amanda biphobic and that's where I'm like uh that's what I don't agree yeah. with if anybody decides to go from one sexuality to another that is yeah. totally fine I do fully understand the world of like bi people coming out as gay later and then it kind of erasing the bisexual community but I don't think that that's yeah, this case. Yeah and I also don't think that's the fault of the people who like end up being gay. Yeah. But speaking of people coming out how about this uh right. this Jason Mraz fellow Broadway's Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz. <laughs> Here's the thing. I fully believe he has come out. I need him to say it. I agree. It. A lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, it was a, a typo. And I was like, you don't make that typo in Billboard's <laughs> yeah. Pride statements. He was like <laughs> writing it really fast on his phone on the subway. What was the end of it? It was <laughs> he like... He wrote this uh, long poem about like the queer community and he ended it. I am by, B-I, your side, always, spelled A-L-L space W-A-Y-S. So, like, I am by in every way or something. He, in the past, has been like, you know, I could, like, be with a guy, whatever. It's no big deal. Who knows? Whatever. Which... I think you should just be like, yes, it's me, Jason Mraz. I'm a bisexual man. For some reason, him coming out does absolutely nothing for me. He looks <laughs> like a muskrat. Like, I... I didn't I, know who uh, he was until... Well... Until okay, what? You were like, Jason Mraz came out. And I was like, the guy from Waitress? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Why is that such a huge deal? And then I was like, oh, he's like a super famous singer-songwriter, it seems. But I'll tell you what, I only know one of his songs. I'm yours. Which, okay, you also know Lucky. Um, it's and a song that he did with Colby Calais, and then they did it on Glee that... with Quinn and Sam. Oh, not the Britney. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you probably know a lot of his songs, but didn't ever realize that it was him. But yeah, he's like, he's very famous. I'm looking at a list of his songs, I don't, oh, I think I know this one. I won't give up. I won't give up on us even if those guys get rough okay first of all i do know the song second of all the music video is just a baby climbing a ladder (laughs) (laughs) love simon won best kiss at the mtv movie awards right i was really excited and i'm even more excited that keenan uh accepted it because spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet but we talked about it in the first episode of this season where i was like i hate that people are like oh i'm not gonna watch love simon because it's a white guy and i'm like well then you clearly haven't seen the movie so i'm glad that he got facetime as being like a main character from love simon i also really liked his outfit he could punch me in the face and i'd be like you know that did hurt a little bit but i am okay that's fine okay moving forward from that (laughs) 
Have you heard of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? <laughs> I have. I'm seeing it tonight. Um, oh my god. Or I guess I I guess I saw I it yesterday. I invite you to see it with you. That's so rude. What you will not see when you see it slash when you saw it last night was a lesbian character. Right. So this actor Daniela Pineda. So her character Zia Rodriguez is I guess like a new character in it. She's really hot. She has big glasses. <laughs> And she said that there was a scene where she and Chris Pratt are in like a car or something. And she says, I don't date men, but if I did, it would be you. It would gross me out, but I would do it. I have a couple things to say about that. First of all, what a weird thing to say. Like It seems in the way she's describing it to have no context in the movie. Like it's not like Chris Pratt was like, we should date. And she's like, I'm a lesbian. It's like they're just in a car and she's like, oh, I don't date men. <laughs> I'll let you know if she gives off any like bisexual or well, like queer vibes. she's got and she's tucking her t-shirt into her jeans. So <laughs> BuzzFeed did a study on LGBTQ Americans and it found out that fewer young women identify as lesbians, but more say that they're bi or queer. I never got asked. <laughs> the study was also like lesbians make up the smallest portion of the lgbt community and i was like where was this flyer like where who came knocking on my door first of all you're not a lesbian so why because like if i wasn't asked how do they know like how many gay people did they ask (laughs) well they asked 880 people i was not asked either and here okay so here's my other thing is out of those people were they just 880 random people or were they members of the community and then like what if only 10 lesbians actually went then they're like oh lesbians don't exist hold on i'm gonna find out how they did this (laughs) survey okay it was an online quantitative survey among 880 self-identifying lgbtq americans through research now so it was 265 gay people which is 30 percent 129 lesbians which is 15 percent 403 bisexual people 46 percent 51 transgender people six percent and 74 queer and non-binary individuals which is eight percent maybe they did and it's just not mentioned here include like people who are trans and gay or like right. bisexual trans people but there i don't know there's some interesting stuff in this survey let's let's look more i mean it's interesting but like i think if the two of us combined forces we could find more than 180 nope. lesbians it was 129 lesbians well then i think that we could find 180 lesbians so, the average age is 18 to 29 which i think is cool because that's us on average uh-huh. lgbtq people came out at the age of 21 interesting that's older than me not than you right now they said that they knew they were lgbtq (laughs) just shy of 17 years old with gay and transgender people being the youngest at 14 and lesbians the oldest at 19 interesting 44 percent don't want kids that's interesting Interesting. oh here we go frequency of having sex 23 every day not in the last year 22 percent once or twice a month 22 percent once or twice a week 16% several times a year, 13% several times per week, 4% daily. I'm the 4%. Bisexual people are having more sex than gay, lesbian, and queer peers. That's cool. And lesbians have the least sex. God damn it. Okay, this is interesting. This is political views. 4% were very conservative. Do you think it was the same 4% as the ones who have sex every day? 1% Muslim, relevant to our episode coming out in a couple weeks. And then everybody else was Christian? No, 39% not religious. 23% 23% Protestant okay. or Christian, 18% Catholic, 8% other, 5% not sure, 
4% Jewish, 3% Buddhist, 1% Muslim. I am wondering why they only asked 900 people. Also, where was it conducted? Was it over like It was on Research Now, which I guess is a website. Yeah, it's an online market research company. That seems skewed because like I didn't even know this thing existed. Me neither. And I never do. Like even when I was younger and they were like, every family in America has like three children. I was like, we were never asked. (laughs) I want to be a Nielsen household. Not really related, but. Well, I'm going to go get a sandwich. All right. I'm I'm done. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) 